we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. 
I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. So you're the last person that I'm ever gonna ask Tell me what's real, tell me what's fake Why is everything about you a debate? What's the point of love? Every time I showed it, I was broken And it's forced me just to only wanna hate Why is it only one you but multiple religions? Why does every conversation end in a division? Why does everybody wanna tell us how to live But they won't listen to the same damn message that they give it? Tell me how to feel, tell me what's wrong I tried to call, pick up the phone I'm on my own Everybody says you coming back to man Why the hell's it taking so long? Why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? Why does everybody try to profit off another man's work Then destroy it just for monetary gain? Tell me all you black or all you white I don't even really care I just really want to know what's right They've been saying one thing But I've been looking in the book And it seems like they've been lying for my whole damn life Tell me where I'm going is it heaven or hell? I just hope this message greets you well Had a dream that I was walking with the devil Don't remember how it feels But I swear that I remember the smell Looked me right into my eye And told me everything I wanted could be mine If I gave up and decided to sell But I said I'd rather die than get mine Now I'm here No fear, one man with a story to tell Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I fucked up and repeated it When they set the bar and I exceeded it My life is like a book that they've been judging by a cover But have never took the time to fucking read this shit I remember telling you my goals and my dreams But you didn't even answer So I guess you didn't believe in it I remember sitting with a gun to my head Trying to ask you for some I don't want religion, I need that spirituality I don't want a church, I need people to call a family I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner Just because he's got a robe and he went to some academy I don't want to read it in the book, I want to hear it from you Don't want to learn it in my school because they hiding the truth Don't want to talk about it to another fucking human being And that's the only reason that I even step in this booth Dear God How do I take this darkness and turn it into light? 
How do I believe in a concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. Dear God! Supposed to fear you, but you ain't said shit. So maybe it's you who actually fears me. I don't know the answer, I just wanna see it clearly. So many lies, a thousand different theories. All I wanna know is who really made religion. Cause I know it wasn't you, but don't nobody believe me. No more lies, no more death. Bring back King, bring back X. Please, dear God, let their soul rest. Protect who's left and watch their steps. Dear God, I don't wanna have to ask you again. I just hope that you know that I'm still a believer. So I'll end this all by saying amen. morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday, isn't it? I lost a whole day because I spent all day yesterday working on my presentation for the Southern Vegetable Gardening Summit coming up here in about a month. I did get it done and off in time because I need deadlines. So I like deadlines. Tells me when I need to get things done by. Helps me manage my day better. So. I got another text message last night. Say a continuation of the previous questions that were asked that we discussed on Sunday about the value of life. Remember that? The value of life. Who gives your life value? Who values your life? What is life's value? Where is the value of life found? How do you value your life and how is life valued? Why? We talked about that on Sunday on Truespiracy. And once again, the answer is God. So, why is it of importance to balance life and death? Why is it of importance to balance life and death? Is the value of your life that keeps you moving forward? Is it the value of a loved one's life that creates that kindle of fire? Would you sacrifice your life to better another's? It's not a simple task to balance life, nor use a scale to value yours or another. It is your curse or blessing of being given free will. You must understand its dire consequences and the possibilities of its blessings. How will you use it? Remember that a value is numbered zero through 10. Is it better to have more debt and more money than it is to be in first place? 
Does value have a significance? Without value, is your life significant? Do not fail in completing this test. Why? It's the true answer. So if the value of, if the true value of life is God or found in God, I'm going to read this to you again, and I'm going to replace the word value with the word God, and let's see how it reads. Why is it of importance to balance life and death? Is it God? Is it the God of your life that keeps you moving forward? Is it the God of a loved one's life that creates that kindle of fire? Would you sacrifice your God to better another's? It is not a simple task to balance life nor use a scale of God, yours or another. Is it your curse or blessing of being, it is your curse or blessing of being given free will. You must understand its dire consequences and the possibilities of its blessings. How will you use it? Remember that God is numbered zero through 10. It is better to have is it better to have more debt and more money than it is to be in first place? Does God have a significance? Without God, is your life significant? Do not fail in completing this test. So, <clears throat> why is it of importance to balance life and death? Why is it of importance to balance life and death? How much value do you put on your life? How much value does God put on your life? Does God think your life is more important than another's? What if you've been given a specific task and you just throw your life away for someone who has not? How do you know? Is it the task that God has given you that keeps your life moving forward? The value of your life? Is that what keeps you moving forward? Or the task that God has given a loved one? Does that keep you moving forward? Would you sacrifice your life to better another's? I would say it would depend on the life. Would I sacrifice my life for anybody? No. Would I sacrifice my life for someone that has lived twice as long as I and is sick and dying? No. Because I have a task. I have a purpose. Would I sacrifice my life for someone who I know their purpose is greater than mine, that their task is more important than mine? Yes. Absolutely. Would I sacrifice my life for a child? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because they're closer to God. Because they still have so much life ahead of them. It's not a simple task to balance life or to use a scale to value yours or another. How do you do that upon first meeting? 
The real question is, not if you're willing to give up your life, most people aren't, are you willing to take someone else's life? Most people aren't. They think they are. They're not prepared. It is your curse or blessing being given free will. You must understand its dire consequences and the possibilities of its blessings. If you are given a task and you throw your life away on someone who is not worthy, then your sacrifice is in vain. If someone else gives up their life for you, does that change how you will use your life? Remember that a value is numbered zero through 10. What's better? Would you rather be in first place or in 10th place? I guess it depends on the scoring. Do you want to lead the pack or do you want to bring up the rear and make sure there's no stragglers left behind? Pull those people out of the bushes and the thickets as they're trying to get onto the path with you. Is it better to have more debt and more money than to be in first place? Again, it depends what that first place is. Does value have a significance? Yes. Without value, is your life significant? Well, if God gives my life value, and without God, no, my life is not significant. Do not fail in completing this test. Why? Why must we not fail in completing this test? That's the true answer. Are these decisions that we're going to be faced with and very soon? I believe so. That's why we must not fail. You have to set your mind right now. Otherwise, when the time comes, you will scurry and be consumed. You must stand on your rock of faith. If God tells you to smite someone, you must smite them. God tells you to save someone, you must save them. But you have to know how to listen. I hope that helps the person that needs to hear it. So, Brother Matt has a new message for us as well. This is a long one, though. 
Um, we're already 30 minutes in, you know, 20 minutes in. I don't care. Liana, I'm going late today. I'm already telling you that now. Because I have a feeling that this is probably going to relate. And there's a warning on here that this one's not for kids. So I'm thinking we definitely need to listen to this one. So here we go. Hey, brothers and sisters, brother Matt, uh, back with another message from the Lord. This message is a little different, maybe from some of my normal stuff, because it starts with a dream. This is something the Lord gave me this morning, January 22nd, 2024. I had this long dream, and then when I woke up from the dream, the Lord uh, gave me words, and and some of the words that he gave me uh, definitely, I think, can be understood. I mean, definitely seem to be the interpretation of this dream, um, in addition to some other things. I encourage you to stay till the end, watch the end, because there's things that are said at the very end um, that the Lord gave that really kind of speak to understanding what this dream was about. Um, I also, just as a warning, this is this dream has some things in it that are, that are not for all ears. Um, and so, especially like if, you know, if you're a kid or, or you're watching this with your kids, it's probably, it's probably better for this to be like adults only. Um, just I'll, I'll, I'll be as, as careful as I can in a way I describe things, of course, but I just want you to know that going into this, um, as always, I'm grateful for everybody here on the channel. Um, I'm grateful for your prayers for me and for mine, and I pray for you also. If you have prayer requests, put them in the comment section so I can pray for you, so other people on the channel can pray for you. Uh, that's that's one of the things we can do for each other here in the community that we have here, and I'm, I'm grateful for you guys, and so I want you to know that's available to you. I also want you to know that this message and, and really everything I'm posting, I put on Substack, uh, so you have the whole transcript. And the cross references, the you know, I put footnotes in usually uh, pretty much every time, and a lot of times the Substack comes out first. So um, if you if you want to get that, you can uh, go over to the Substack, you can subscribe, and then it shows up in your email when I send it out, and you can get it that way. Um, and uh, I've been reposting the messages from the Passover to Pentecost series over on the Substack. Um, that's also available in print and on Kindle. Um, so if you want to have a printed copy of all that stuff, 52 days of messages, um, along with my notes and introduction, all that other stuff, if you wanted to have a copy of it in hand, um, you can get it there or you can just read it on Substack. Or you can watch the videos on YouTube. Either way is great. I just want to make it available to people who might want to have it that way. So that's there. There's a link in the description. There's a link to the Substack at the end of the video. Okay. So having said all of that stuff, Let's get to it. Uh, January 22nd, 2024. Like I said, started with a dream. In the dream, I was in a city. Um, I felt like the city was Atlanta. Um, that may just be because Atlanta is a city that I'm familiar with and that I know pretty well. Um, but there were there were some things about it that made me think it was Atlanta. So I'm just putting that out there. It could just be, you know, dream city uh, or whatever. But uh, felt like Atlanta to me. Um, the first thing that I remember is that I was in this tall building and uh, I was running from people who were trying to kill me. And I had a companion with me. And in this 
this was like actually a similar theme through the different stages of this dream is that I had a companion. In this case, the person that was with me who was also trying to escape these killers um, was a woman, but it wasn't my wife. Um, and so we're both trying to get away from somebody inside the people inside the building that were trying to kill us. It was daytime outside and um, the windows in this building were broken and I could see outside and there was a hillside. And on the hillside, I saw soldiers and the soldiers were dressed in brown. They were wearing, um, they had like hoods on and they had, their faces seemed obscured by some kind of masks, but they had rifles and they were moving in a line and they were just steadily moving forward. And as they would move forward, suddenly they would kneel and they would shoot. And uh, sometimes when they would shoot, the bullets would come into the building that I was in. And so that was another danger uh, was to avoid, uh, you know, these bullets and the broken glass and things like that. So I'm in this building and inside the building, there were people trying to harm me and harm the person, uh, this, this companion that was with me. And I got attacked by this man. And at first I thought that he had a gun in his hand. And so we were wrestling and I wrestled with him and we're both on the ground. And I realized that what he has is not a gun. It was a drill, like a power drill. And he was, you know, pulling the trigger on the drill and it was kind of cutting into me. And so as I'm wrestling with him, finally, I got control of the drill and control over him. And, um, and I killed him. Um, and I, and I knew in the dream, I knew that if I didn't kill him, he was going to kill me. And so I, I, it's like, I had to kill him to stay alive. And, um, it was horrible and violent and, um, and I felt totally distraught by it, but I also knew that I, I had to keep running or someone else was going to catch me. And so as I ran, I lost this woman companion, um, you know, I, I don't know what happened to her, but I knew that I couldn't go back. I knew that I couldn't go back for her. I had to keep going um, to to stay safe. And then the scene changed. And when the scene changed, then I was in another building. And this building was like, I, I don't know if it was a hospital or if or if it was an office building that had some kind of a clinic in it, but there was like a medical clinic uh, part of this building. And there were also like dormitories with beds in them. Um, and so in this hospital place, I had new companions. I had, in this case, I had two other companions, men uh, that I, somehow I was connected to. Like, I, I felt like they were like office colleagues, you know, people that I knew. And one of them was injured or something. And so he was in the clinic and they were giving him fluids and they were giving him intravenous like injections and stuff. And there were several other people that were in there. Well, when he came out, he was like totally energetic and his eyes were um, like extremely dilated. He almost looked like he uh, had been given some sort of narcotic, like a powerful narcotic or something, but he seemed totally rejuvenated and energized, but he also seemed, um, you know, kind of like, like he was on, on drugs or something. Um, and so we went, the three of us went into this dormitory where there were all these bunk beds. And that was, I guess, where we were staying. And so we sat down in this 
this area with the bunk beds. And we noticed that some other people had come and put their stuff there. And um, so as, as we're sitting there trying to figure out what's going on, we realized like there's other people that are coming in, staying in these, in this, you know, sleeping space in this bunk space where we have been staying. And I noticed that there is a spiral notebook on the bed and I open the spiral notebook and it has, it has like a, a woman or a girl's handwriting in it, but it's a code. And I knew it was like page after page of military codes. And some of them looked like graphs and they had different dots on it. Um, but I, I knew that it was um, like classified information, like not something I was supposed to see. And yet it was there on the bed. Well, so suddenly this, this girl, this younger woman comes into the space where we are and um, she's like gathering her stuff. It's her stuff. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I get my stuff out of the way. And then she says, did you see what happened at the Ritz? And, you know, I understood she was talking about the Ritz Carlton um, Hotel. And uh, we said, no, you know, what, what happened? And she's like, she was really excited about it um, and really wanted us to see it. And she's like, oh, you have to turn on the TV so you can see what's happening at the Ritz. And so she turns on the TV and on the screen is um, this really terrible uh, depravity that's going on at this hotel on the street, uh, just like out in the street and in the lobby and, and all around. And it's like a, a terrible, uh, perverse, depraved, celebration that's going on and this woman is so excited about what's happening and she wants us to be excited about it too and um you know just just total depravity um and i said to my colleague i said we have to get out of here um you know because we knew somehow that this hotel i mean this hotel was like next door to wherever we were i think that that was you know part of the part of the thing. We knew it was really close to us. And so we needed to get away. And, um, and so we were, we kind of had this goal to escape from this situation. And on the TV, somehow we could see another colleague, somebody else that we knew who was down there by the Ritz where this was happening. And he was standing there and he was watching and he was so happy, like pleased by what he was seeing. Um, and, and so the three of us were upset by this and we we're like, we have to go get him. We got to get him out of there. You know, we have to, we have to try to save him. And he's just sitting there watching all these terrible things play out. And he's so, so happy, so satisfied by it all. Um, and so then it becomes this mission of like, we got to get out of here, but we're also going to try to get this person. So then the scene transitions again. And now I'm in a room with glass windows and, and there's curtains. And it's like, um, it reminded me of a mall being inside of a, uh, you know, like an unfinished shop inside of a shopping mall or something. And, um, and I felt that I was, I just had the sense, I guess, that I was in the same building where the hotel was, that the hotel was on a lower floor and that the mall was up above. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know in the U.S. if we have that situation, but overseas they have lots of places where it's like a hotel on the bottom couple of floors and a mall on the upper floors or they're connected somehow. And so in this room, 
I, I have like a slight feeling of safety, like I'm separated from, from what's going on in the mall and I'm packing bags. I'm like packing suitcases and I'm trying to get all my stuff together. And suddenly I kind of realized like, if how am I going to get these suitcases out through all this chaos that's going on on the street? Like it's, you know, it's crazy. Like I'm trying to save clothing or, you know, just, just little things. Um, you know, that belonged to me. It seems so like all of a sudden I just realized how foolish it was that I'm sitting here packing bags when I, I like need to preserve my life. And, you know, one of the things that I grabbed and that I was sticking in my bag were silver bars, um, like little thin bars of silver. And I thought, well, I have to, I need these so I can trade, have some way to trade um, when I get out of here, which is kind of interesting now that I think about it, that that was a component. So, um, I go out of this room in the mall to to do something. My intention was not to leave the room, uh, you know, to not come back to it. But when I went out, I got turned around and I couldn't find my way back. And I realized that I was totally exposed. And there's all these other people in the mall. And I see this man coming up towards me. And I realized that if I am not with them, these other people that are partaking in the things that are going on, then I am a target to them. And that's why people have been trying to kill me before because they know that I'm not with them. And so I see this person coming up to me, has something in his hand. And when I see him, I realize I have to pretend that I am with them or this person is going to try to kill me. And then I'm going to have to fight him off. And so, um, he comes and he hands me something like a necklace. I, I don't know what that was, um, but I pretend to kind of approve of everything. And so I say to him, hey, did you see what's going on at the Ritz? Isn't that awesome? And, and that was enough that this man like let me pass. And, um, and so as I passed by him, I thought from now on, I'm gonna have to put this face on whenever I'm in public to pretend that I am in agreement with all of these terrible things that are going on all around murder and rape and perversity and everything else. Like I'm going to have to pretend that I agree in order to be in public. Um, and you know, it's like, I was just like bracing myself for that reality, but this person was still watching me, like clearly didn't trust me. And, and I remember thinking, how far am I going to have to go to, to, to keep myself safe in this situation. So somehow I get down into the lobby and in the lobby, there were these um, like big groups gathered uh, in the lobby area. And I realized that there were tourists from another country that had, had come to this city. Um, they were foreigners and they had like uh, concierge type people who were kind of organizing them and giving them directions. And so as I'm trying to pass through this group, and I remember that some of them looked very, um, you know, uh, you know, they were kind of disturbing or, um, you know, kind of repulsive looking characters, I guess I should say. Um, and and as I passed through, one of the concierge people said, oh, are you, you know, do you speak English? And, you know, how can we help you? We want to get you, you know, where you need to be or whatever. And, and they tried, they had these little, um, like in Asia, when a tour group goes somewhere, they, everybody has a sticker 
um, or a hat that they wear that identifies them as being a part of the group. And so they wanted to put this sticker on me that showed that I was a part of their group. And so I, I resisted that and just kind of passed through the group. And then that's when I finally um, got out onto the street. And when I got out onto the street, I had another companion. You know, remember I had, you know, the lady did the first time and then I had two people upstairs in the in the building and now I'm out on the street and now I have one companion and it's a it's a man and he's slightly overweight and we're um, making our way down the street. And really the whole goal that both of us have now is to get get out um, to to get out of the city and um, and, you know, the just the sense of. Um, sudden violence all around and that depravity er everywhere you looked, you couldn't look anywhere. And so me and this, and this man are like trying to get away. And so we're on the street and I'm thinking, you know, the longer that we're on the street, the, the higher the chances that someone is going to, is going to hurt us. And so we have to, we have to find a way to get out, get off the street or whatever. Um, and we come to this corner gas station I hope this doesn't seem super rambly. Uh, we come to this corner gas station and there's buses pulling in and people get off the buses and they're all like those tourists in the hotel. They're being bussed in to participate in what's going on in the city. And these people get off the buses and they are so excited for what they're going to get to do. Some of them get off and they have like bats in their hands and weapons. And you know, it's like they have come just to participate in this violence and depravity. And it's like a tour group, like, you know, like tourism. And so as we pass through the gas station, the guy that I'm with has to go to the bathroom and I have to go to the bathroom. And so it's like, we're just gonna take this quick chance to try to go to the restroom. And as soon as I go into the bathroom, these two men come in there with me and they have bats. And again, I have to fight for my life. I have to you know, somehow get the bat from one of the people and, you know, have to fight to get out. And so I managed to fight and I get out alive. And then I see the companion and the companion has been, somehow has been tainted. And now he's become a part of what's going on. Um, he's no longer with me. Um, he's decided that he's going to stay. And so I'm just frantic to get out and I see this vehicle, like this old van and I get into it and the keys are in there and I'm like, I'm stealing this van. I'm going to get out of here. I have to do whatever I have to do. And I uh, start the van and I put it in reverse and I'm trying to get out of the parking lot of the gas station before it gets worse. And I notice that there's a bumper sticker on the dashboard and the bumper sticker says basically who is like the beast? Um, and and that's when I guess I realized um, that it was like I was in, like I was in Babylon, you know, like I had this sense, like I'm in, this is Babylon. Um, the vehicle was impossible to drive and um, I crashed it and I had to get out. And then I'm running again, just running for my life and being chased. Okay. So I know that took 20 minutes for me to tell the whole story. I'm sorry. Um, that's when I woke up. And when I woke up, the spirit of the Lord was on me. And this is what the Lord said. What you have seen 
is the world without the restrainer. When the restraint is lifted, nothing will restrain sin in the hearts of men. Therefore, they will surrender to every instinct of their flesh. It will not be safe in your cities. There will be no safety. This is why they will try. They will hide themselves. This is why they will hide themselves. For even the mighty shall not be safe. Even the mighty shall not escape the spirit that has overtaken the world. Okay, so here I saw uh, like, a, a, like a vision, like, a, like another image. And it was blood on the street and blood like running down, um, like running down in the gutter, but, but uh, like flowing up to the curve, like, a, like in a big, big rainstorm, you know, where there's a huge current of water moving down a road. It was blood. And I saw a boot um, stomping in the blood, like pushing it down. Um, and I thought this is like the wine press of wrath that's described in Revelation 14. And then the Lord spoke again, and the Lord said, they will drink their fill. For the cup of my wrath shall be poured out in full measure upon them. So then the vision part continued. And I saw this army again, and soldiers on foot with rifles in hand, moving forward in formation in a singular line. Many of these soldiers are women. Uh, with hoods covering their heads and their faces and brown uniforms. I knew that they were a foreign army. Um, and I had the sense that they were an invasion army, that they had somehow invaded or entered uh, the, the place that I was. Um, but they did not discriminate as to who they would kill. They would kill everything, everyone. They just, the line just continued to move forward. And as the line moved forward, anything that was in their path was wiped out. No one could surrender to them. No one could um, reason with them. They, they, they would kill everything in front of them. So then the Lord continues. Soon will the restraint be lo loosened. You have seen what comes after. This is their celebration. The new world remade in the image of their father. A world of violence and depravity. They will celebrate for you are gone. For they will think the world is theirs. They will believe themselves to be the inheritors. Even those who are opposed must appear to go along. For to stand against them in those days will mean certain death for you. I am he who was from the beginning. He who is now. He who is coming soon. The eternal one. The faithful one. Jesus. Who took on flesh and dwelt among you. He who was born of the virgin womb, he who suffered on the cross for you, he whose blood was shed for the remission of your sin, he who breaks the chain, he whom death could not hold, 
He who was raised on the third day. He who ascended in the sight of many. He who shall surely return. The sword is in my hand with which I shall slay my enemies before me. I ride forth to conquer. Abomination shall consume this world. Even the demons shall not fear to walk among you in that day, as in the days of Noah. Wickedness shall cover the earth. And here I said, time, times, and half a time. As for Babylon, her depravity shall be so great that the depraved of all nations shall flock to her. Heed this warning, O you peoples, if you would be saved from that day, if you would escape the terror of that day, come and hide yourselves in me. In me alone is the salvation for your soul. Repent and return to me. Turn from your sin and call on my name, the name above all names, the only name by which men are saved. That name, Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, the God who is with you. He who suffered on the cross for you, call on his name, for by his stripes you are made clean. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Therefore, I have given my blood even for you, that all who would call upon me might be saved. Might be cleansed. To all who call upon me, who believe and have trusted in my name, to them shall I give a stone with a new name written upon it, a robe of fine linen, and a place at my table, a room reserved for you in my Father's house. Come to me, O children, while there is yet time for you, for soon there shall be no time left. There is great darkness coming upon you, for the sun itself shall be hidden from you. For men loved darkness and hated the light. Therefore the light shall be taken from among you, and you shall be left to the darkness that you love. Then I saw a rider on a horse above the thrice like I saw the city from the dream again and above the throng of people above the crowd I saw a rider on a red horse and then the Lord said for peace shall be taken from the earth and then the rider I saw the rider and where the rider was standing, it was still daytime. 
but then there was a shadow that started to fall over the buildings, like passing over the buildings and leaving everything it passed in shadow. And then I saw the sun being consumed in an eclipse. So then the Lord continues and finishes with this. Tell them all you have seen. For some shall hear and flee from that coming day. Be assured Oh, my people, he who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. There is no fear for those who are in me, who make me their dwelling place, who sit in the shadow of the Most High. Their celebration is a mockery. It is a mockery of the marriage feast. It is the feast of the enemy's table. The cursed table. Oh, how they laugh. So, uh, that's it. I know I've gone super long. I don't know if anybody's still with me, but if you made it this far, God bless you for making it this far. I know it's a lot. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just, you know, the Lord gave it to me. He told me to share it with you guys. So here I am sharing it. So bless you guys. Um, and I'll be back if he gives me something else. So. Thank you, Brother Matt. I know that was hard for you. I understand. But I appreciate it because it certainly clarifies a lot of the message that I was given last night that we discussed before that. If you missed the first 30 minutes of the show, then, or 20 minutes of the show, then uh, please go back and watch. But his message brought this to mind. From Sunday, January 7th. The sword has begun. Beware your family, your friends, and neighbor. Many will turn against you at a moment's notice. They will speak evil of you and do wicked things to mock you and bring you down to their level. It is in their soul to stop you from achieving what God has blessed you with. You will start to see what God sees. You will experience the hate that brings forth the cries from the chained and the chastised. The devil and his strongest demons will take foothold in anyone and in any way to break your rock and corrupt your heart. Many will fall in the trap and turn aside from God to chase their pride. You must not allow anyone to interfere with your faith. Do not interact with them anymore. Leave them behind no matter how difficult it is. You must stay on your path. Love God and what he has blessed you with and stay faithful in this difficult journey. We pray for all of you. Stay strong and go with strength. So, let's pray. I think we need it after that. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your arrival to stay firm on our path, to not waver 
on our rock of faith. Thank you for giving us your messengers, for sending your word to warn us of what's to come, to help us to prepare. Thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear and the discernment to be able to sift the truth from the lies and the courage to speak that truth to others. We ask that you please soften the hearts of those that we want to join us on our path towards you. Thank you for our animals who teach us every day about unconditional love and what it is to live for you alone. Thank you for our children whose innocence every day reminds us of what we're fighting for. And thank you for life. Thank you for sending us our friends, our family. Thank you for my husband. Without them all, my life would not be as full. My path would not be as clear. So thank you for life. Every single day, thank you for life. So, I am going to read a bit here because I do want to finish First Chronicles today and the point of the show is to read the Bible. So, we'll go about probably 15 minutes late. In the first book of Chronicles, chapter 22, <clears throat> we're still in David again, kind of a recap of before, of what we read in previous books. Then David said, this is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of the burnt offering for Israel. And David commanded to gather together the strangers that were in the land of Israel. And he set masons to hew wrought stones to build the house of God. And David prepared iron in abundance for the nails, for the doors of the gates, and for the joinings, and brass in abundance without weight. Also, cedar trees in abundance. For the Zidonians and they of Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. And David said, Solomon, my son, is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceeding magnificent of fame and of glory throughout all countries. I will therefore now make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. Then he called for Solomon, his son, and charged him to build an house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, my son, as for me, it was in my mind to build an house unto the name of the Lord, my God. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, thou hast shed blood abundantly and hast made great wars. Thou shalt not build an house unto my name, because thou hast shed too much blood upon the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to thee, 
who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies round about, for his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. He shall build an house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with thee, and prosper thou, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he hath said of thee. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding, and give thee charge concerning Israel, that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Then shalt thou prosper. If thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments with the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel, be strong and of good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. Now behold, in my trouble I have prepared for the house of the Lord an hundred thousand talents of gold and a thousand thousand talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight, for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared, and thou mayest add thereto. Moreover, there are workmen with thee in abundance, hewers and workers of stone and timber, and all manner of cunning men for every manner of work. Of the gold, the silver, and the brass, and the iron, there is no number. Arise, therefore, and be doing, and the Lord be with thee. David also commanded all the princes of Israel to help Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? And hath he not given you rest on every side? For he hath given the inhabitants of the land into mine hand, and the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise, therefore, and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord God, to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built to the name of the Lord. Chapter 23. So when David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel. And he gathered together all the princes of Israel with the priests and the Levites. Now the Levites were numbered from the age of 30 years and upward, and their number by their poles, man by man, was 30 and 8,000, of which 20 and 4,000 were set forward to work of the house of the Lord, and 6,000 were officers and judges. Moreover, 4,000 were porters, and 4,000 praised the Lord with instruments which I made, said David, to praise therewith. And David divided them into courses among the sons of Levi, namely Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Of the Gershonites were Ladan and Shimi, the sons of Ladan, the chief was Jahil, and Zetham and Joel, three, the sons of Shimi, Shalemeth and Haziel and Haran, three. These were the chief of the fathers of Ladan. And the sons of Shimi were Jahath, Zina, and Juash, and Bariah. These four were the sons of Shimi, and Jahath the chief, and Zizah the second, and Jayush and Beria had not many sons, therefore they were one in reckoning, according to their father's house. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Ezar, Hebron, and Uziel, four. And the sons of Amram, Aaron and Moses, and Aaron was separated, that he should sanctify the most holy things, he and his sons forever, to burn incense before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name forever. Now concerning Moses, the man of God, his sons were named the tribe of Levi. The son of Moses were Gershom and Eleazar. Of the sons of Gershom, Shebuel was the chief, and the sons of Eleazar were 
Rahabia, the chief, and Elazar had none other sons, but the sons of Rahabia were very many. Of the sons of Izhar, Shalometh, the chief, and of the sons of Hebron, Jariah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechamim the fourth. Of the sons of Uziel, Micah the first, and Josiah the second. The sons of Merari, Mali and Mushi. The sons of Mali, Elazar and Kish. And Elazar died and had no sons but daughters. And their brethren, the sons of Kish, took them. The sons of Mushi, Mali and Eder and Jeremoth, three. These were the sons of Levi after the house of their fathers, even the chief of their fathers, as they were counted by number of names by their poles that did the work for the service of the house of the Lord from the age of 20 years and upward. For David said, the Lord God of Israel hath given rest unto his people that they may dwell in Jerusalem forever. And also unto the Levites, they shall no more carry the tabernacle nor any vessel of it for the service thereof. For by the last words of David, the Levites were numbered from 20 years old and above, because their office was to wait on the sons of Aaron for the service of the house of the Lord in the courts and in the chambers and in the purifying of all holy things and the work of the service of the house of God, both for the showbread and for the fine flour for meat offering and for the unleavened cakes and for that which is baked in the pan, and for that which is fried, and for all manner of measure and size, and to stand every morning, and to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at even, and to offer all burnt sacrifices unto the Lord in the Sabbath, in the new moons, and on the set feasts, by number, according to the order commanded unto them, continually before the Lord. And that they should keep the charge of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the charge of the holy place, and the charge of the sons of Aaron, their brethren, in the service of the house of the Lord. Chapter 24. Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, Elazar and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father and had no children. Therefore, Elazar and Ithamar executed the priest's office. And David distributed them, both Zadok, the sons of Elazar, and Ahimelech, the sons of Ithamar, according to their offices and their service. And there were more chief men found of the sons of Elazar than of the sons of Ithamar, and thus were they divided. Among the sons of Elazar, there were sixteen chief men of the house of their fathers, and eight among the sons of Ithamar, according to the house of their fathers. Thus were they divided by lot, one sort with another, for the governors of the sanctuary and governors of the house of God were of the sons of Elazar and the sons of Ithamar. And Shemaiah, the son of Nathaniel, the scribe, one of the Levites, wrote them before the king and the princes and Zadok the priest and Ahimelech, the son of Abithar, and before the chief of the fathers of the priests and Levites, one principal household being taken for Elazar and one taken for Ithamar. Now the first lot came forth, to Jehoriab, the second to Jediah, the third to Harim, the fourth to Seorim, the fifth to Malkajah, the sixth to Mijamin, the seventh to Hakaz, the eighth to Ibijah, the ninth to Jeshua, the tenth to Sekaniah, the eleventh to Elishab, the twelfth to Jakim, the thirteenth to Hupa, the fourteenth to Jeshbeb, the fifteenth to Belga, the sixteenth to Immer, the seventeenth to Hezer, the eighteenth to Aphis, the nineteenth 
to Pethahiah, the 20th to Jehezekel, the 1 and 20th to Jachin, the 2 and 20th to Gamul, the 3 and 20th to Delilah, Deliah, the 4th and 20th to Maaziah. These were the ordings of them in their service to come into the house of the Lord, according to their manner, under Aaron their father, as the Lord God of Israel had commanded him. And the rest of the sons of Levi were these, of the sons of Amram, Shubael, and the sons of Shubael, Jediah, concerning Rahabiah, the sons of Rahabiah, the first was Ishihiah, of the Israelites, Shalamoth, of the sons of Shalamoth, Jahath, and the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, Jechamim the fourth, of the sons of Uziel, Micah, of the sons of Micah, Shamir, the brother of Micah was Ishahiah, the sons of Ishahiah, Zechariah, the sons of Merari were Mali and Mushi, the sons of Jaziah, Benno, the sons of Merari by Jaziah, Benno, and Shoham, and Zakur, and Ibri. Of Mali came Eleazar, who had no sons. Concerning Kish, the son of Kish was Jeremiel. The sons also of Mushi, Mali, and Eder, and Jeremoth. These were the sons of the Levites after the house of their fathers. These likewise cast lots over against their brethren, the sons of Aaron, in the presence of David the king, and Zadok, and Ahimelech, and the chief of the fathers of the priests and Levites, even the principal fathers over against their younger brethren. Chapter 25. Moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jeduthan, who should prophesy with harps, with psalteries, and with cymbals. And the number of the workmen according to their service was of the sons of Asaph, Zakur, and Joseph, and Nathaniah, and Azrala, the sons of Asaph under the hands of Asaph, which prosified according to the order of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah, and Zeri, and Josiah, Hashabiah, Mattathiah, six under the hands of their father, Jeduthun, who prophesied with a harp to give thanks and praise to the Lord. Of Heman, the sons of Heman, Bukiah, Mataniah, Uziel, Shebuel, and Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hananai, Elathoth, Gidaltai, and Romamti Ezer, Josh Bekasha, Malothi, Hothar, and Mahazioth. All these were the sons of Heman, the king's seer, in the words of God to lift up the horn. And God gave to Heman fourteen sons and three daughters. All these were under the hand of their father for song in the house of the Lord with cymbals, psalteries, and harps for the service of the house of God according to the king's order to Asaph, Jeduthun, and Heman. So the number of them were their brethren that were instructed in the songs of the Lord, even all that were cunning, was two hundred fourscore and eight. And they cast lots ward against ward, as well as the small as the great, the teacher as the scholar. Now the first lot came forth for Asaph to Joseph the second to Gedaliah, who with his brethren and sons were twelve, the third to Zakor, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve, the fourth to Isri, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve, the fifth to Nethaniah, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve, 
the sixth to Bukiah, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The seventh to Jesharela, he and his sons and his brethren were twelve. The eighth to Jeshahiah, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The ninth to Mataniah, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The tenth to Shimea, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The eleventh to Azareel, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The twelfth to Hashabiah, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The thirteenth to Shubael, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The fourteenth to Matatetha, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The fifteenth to Jeremoth, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The sixteenth to Hananiah, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The seventeenth to Jashbekasha, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. The eighteenth to Hanani, he and his sons and his brethren were twelve. The nineteenth to Malothi, he and his sons and his brethren were twelve. The twentieth to Elithath, he and his sons and his brethren were twelve. The one and twentieth to Hathir, he his sons and his brethren were twelve. The two and twentieth to Gedalti, he and his sons and his brethren were twelve. The three and twentieth to Mahazioth, he and his sons and his brethren were twelve. The four and twentieth to Ramati Ezer, he, his sons, and his brethren were twelve. So we are going to finish up there today at the end of chapter 25. So we'll pick up with chapter 26 tomorrow. And ooh, we will finish the first book of Chronicles tomorrow. Look at that. So Liana is coming up next, both on her channels and on ours. So go check that out. And um, Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show at the Patriot Party Podcast. Lots of news still to cover from last night, and I'm sure there'll be more today. So in the meantime, I pray that God keeps you all safe, healthy, secure, and warm in the shadow of his wing until he returns for us all. So thanks for watching y'all and have a blessed day. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this morning? I'm trying to change my mindset because I woke up really cranky, stressed out. I didn't clean my kitchen before I went to sleep last night after dinner. I should have. I was waiting on the children to unload the dishwasher, which the teenager didn't do. I made him do it this morning before he went to school. And uh, yeah, so I woke up to a, a dirty kitchen, which is always annoying. I wish there was a kitchen fairy that would come and just clean the kitchen at night. Oh, yeah, that's me. Anyway, and uh, there's other reasons that I'm cranky, but... I won't get into them. It's a stressful time to be alive in a lot of ways. A lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now. Struggling. Mentally. Physically. Emotionally. Financially. Everywhere. I get it. We're all struggling. When I went up to let the birds out this morning... The ducks always run straight for the pond now 
right? And they get right in. And my smallest duck, I have two khaki Campbells and two I can't remember. They look like mallards, but they're not. Anyway, um, it's not coming to mind right now. It's okay though. Rowans, two Rowans, two Rowans, two Khaki Campbells. And my female Khaki Campbell, um, she's the smallest of them all, although she's the best layer. She lays an egg almost every single day. And her mate, Blueberry, was killed at the beginning of the last fall and so every morning they all go down to the pond now and she always straggles behind a little bit especially because she tends to lay her eggs in the morning so the other three got in the pond and swam away without her and she was just sitting on the edge of the pond crying carrying on being really dramatic I felt it I was like I feel you honey and eventually they came back for her after she carried on screaming, crying for a little duck. She can really yell. And they eventually heard her and came back to get her. So my question is, if there's someone we've left behind on our path, on our journey toward God, if they find God now, will we turn around and go get them? What will it cost? It's a question. I'm modeling this morning as well. Cranky, modeling. I have to go get my hands out in the dirt. It'll make me feel better. It always does. Make some antennas. I started them yesterday. I just have to oil them and wrap them now. It's just really foggy out. It's a dreary day. Warm. Dreary. Like my mood. Anyway. Let's watch the next uh, message in Brother Matt's series. This one is from November 11th. Actually, we already watched that. Well, I feel like we already watched them. Um, yeah. I was right. It wasn't that one. It's from November 21st. That's the next one. Here we go. Hey, everybody. It's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. Uh, the message I'm going to read you guys today is from November 21st. 2023. Um, so just yesterday morning, um, which my wife transcribed as the Lord uh, gave it to us. Um, if you're new to this channel, I encourage you to check out the other videos that I've been posting. Um, I, essentially, as the Lord gives me things, I just uh, transcribe them and then and then read them to you guys the way that he gave them to me. Uh, I don't uh, typically add a lot of explanation or interpretation to that, that, you know, that part belongs to the Lord. So I just give what was given to me. Um, I'm grateful as always for all of you guys who've subscribed. For those of you that like and comment on these videos, I do encourage your comments and prayer requests. 
uh, things like that, or even just reflections on what uh, is in today's message. And, um, you know, hit the notification bell so you can get notified when I release additional videos. Um, but having said all of that, let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, November 21st, 2023 um, began with a vision. And um, in the vision, I met a man in the churchyard that is kind of next door to where our house is. And uh, this man had gray hair and he wore thick black glasses. He was very thin. He was an older man, like in his 60s. And, um, you know, I thought of him sort of as a dandy. I, I don't know if that will make sense. And, you know, I know we got a lot of people from a lot of different parts of the world, but kind of like a Southern dandy for those of you who are in the States. So, you know, thin, well-dressed, kind of, kind of dressed in like a fancy way. Um, you know, just sort of coming off with that sort of Southern gentleman kind of feeling. Um, he was dressed in a really unusual coat, uh, like a blazer, like a sport coat. And this is what stuck out about this man. The coat was many colored. Um, it had like a really strange design on it. Um, and it was so overwhelmingly colorful. It was like white, like a white background with all of these weird shapes, not quite geometric uh, shapes, but just strange shapes all over it in a, in a pattern and all these different colors, you know, blue and orange and green. And, you know, the kind of jacket that if you, if you saw somebody walking down the street in this, you couldn't help but look at them. So he's wearing this really fancy coat, this strange coat um, all over, you know, that, that was the pattern of the coat. Anyway, so the man said to me that he was a church authority and that he was traveling around and he wanted me to bring him into the church. And um, I felt like he could not go into the church unless someone invited him in or brought him in. Um, he appeared to be friendly, um, kindly, but he made me very uncomfortable. And especially the thing about wanting me to bring him in or to invite him in. And, and because he said he was an authority. And so in my mind, I thought, you know, he wants to come and exert authority within this church. So then the Lord told me that he enters through cunning and craftiness and through deceit. And I realized, you know, this is another deceitful spirit and this another deceitful spirit coming against the church. Similar, I get, you know, not as graphic as the vision of the seven veiled figures that I recorded in another video, but this time coming as a kindly figure, uh, an elderly man. Then I realized um, that I, I recognized this man, someone from my past, um, from many, many years ago. Um, let me just say somebody that hurt me. Um, so that's who it seemed to be to me. So um, following that vision, then the message began. And this is what the Lord said. Um, what has been given, what your eyes have seen, 
you shall speak to them. It is a witness and a warning for those that will return, for those that might repent. Do not hesitate. Speak. I, the Lord, who brought you out of darkness and into the light, I will not abandon those who are mine. My words are true and trustworthy. My faithfulness abides to a thousand generations for those who trust in me. I will reveal and manifest myself to the one who loves me. Abide in me and let my word abide in you, that you might walk righteously with me. Though the day is dark, I am the lamp unto your feet. I am the light unto your path. I, the Lord, shall avenge myself on this wicked generation. No flesh shall stand. No flesh shall resist on the day that I come with my host. There will be great terror upon the earth, but you who remain shall not fear my coming. You who are mine shall not fear the light of my face. I have reserved a place for you. I have set you on a strong foundation. You will not be shaken. The one who makes the Lord his trust shall not be disappointed. Even when the seas rage, when the towers fall, when the heavens are rent in two, my chosen ones, my remnant, shall stand and say, Glory to the name of the Lord. All his works are righteous, for he has brought justice on the earth. Have no fear to speak these things. And that is, uh, that was all there was to the message yesterday. Um, anyway, so I wanted to share that with you guys. And um, again, you know, happy to hear your comments and uh, prayer requests and things like that. We will definitely pray for you. Uh, for us in the U.S., we're moving into Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, anticipate um, that I won't be back on for a few days, but we'll see. You know, if the Lord gives me something to share, then I will certainly be back to share. And I uh, appreciate your prayers for me, as always. Brothers and sisters, be blessed. May the Lord bless you, keep you, watch over you, encourage you, fill you with power and His Holy Spirit to do all of the things that He has arranged in advance for you to do the good works that he has prepared ahead of you for to, for you to do so let's all walk in those things let's be faithful to him in obedience and uh, one day we will see his face so brothers and sisters be blessed see you again well hey brother thank you brother matt i feel a little better how about y'all you're right, Lindsay. Evil must always be invited in. Beware of whom you invite into your home. So, we're going to finish First Chronicles today. So let's pray before we get started. 
Dear God, please give us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return. Please help relieve our burdens in this physical world so that we may concentrate on doing your work. Thank you for sending us your messengers. Thank you for giving us ears to hear your words, eyes to see your signs, and the discernment to be able to sift the truth from the lies, and the courage to speak your words to others so they may join us on our path towards you, preparing for your return. Dear God, we pray you soften the hearts of those that you've chosen, that we've chosen to join us in your kingdom, to come. Dear God, we thank you for our animals who teach us every day about unconditional love, what it is to live for you alone. Thank you for our children whose innocence reminds us of what we're fighting for. Thank you for my husband, my rock, who puts up with me. He's amazingly patient when I'm cranky. He saves his own crankiness for when I'm calm. Thank you, God, for our friends and family, for everybody watching and listening, hearing your words, coming to know you as we do. Thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. So. And we're in good time today. <clears throat> However, because I started 10 minutes early, um, a little housekeeping before I get into this. Um, our intention was to run replays last night overnight. However, when I tried to schedule them, I found that StreamYard will not run a replay that's more than two hours long. So I was only able to run the good book last night. So, however, I do have a Rumble Live channel set up now. So it will always say the Patriot Party Podcast, Wolfpack Productions, daily live stream, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And, uh... So the schedule's listed out under there. Know that the good book comes on at eight. Liana comes on right after that. She's on for most of the day. And there's a little bit of a break. And then the Patriot Party comes on at 5.45. So um, I am going to try and figure out a workaround for the replays. It may end up being a day delayed. Like tonight, I'll play the shows from yesterday on a show and the Patriot Party podcast overnight, so it'll be a day behind, but I'm working on it. I have an idea as to how to make it work. So we'll see how it goes. Wish me luck. So that being said, let's get into it. The first book of Chronicles. 
chapter 26. Concerning the divisions of the porters, of the Korhites was Meshelmiah, the son of Kor, the sons of Asaph, and the sons of Meshelmiah were Zechariah the firstborn, Jediel the second, Zebediah the third, Jathniel the fourth, Elam the fifth, Jehonanan the sixth, Eliani the seventh. Moreover, the sons of Obed-Edom were Shemaiah the firstborn, Jehozabad the second, Joah the third, Zachar the fourth, Nathaniel the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh, Palthai the eighth, for God blessed him. Also, unto Shemiah his sons were born, that ruled through the house of their father, for they were mighty men of valor. The sons of Shemiah, Othni and Raphael and Obed, Elzbad, whose brethren were strong men, Elihu and Semachiah. All these of the sons of Obed-Edom, they and their sons and their brethren, able men for strength for the service, were threescore and two of Obed-Edom. And Meshelmiah had sons and brethren, strong men, eighteen. Also Hosea of the children of Morari had sons, Simri the chief, for though he was not the firstborn, yet his father made him the chief, Hilkiah the second, Tabaliah the third, Zechariah the fourth, all the sons and brethren of Hosea were thirteen. Among these were the divisions of the porters, even among the chief men, having wards one against another to minister in the house of the Lord. And they cast lots as well as the small as the great, according to the house of their fathers for every gate. And the lot eastward fell to Shalomiah. Then for Zechariah, his son, a wise counselor, they cast lots, and his lot came out northward to Obed-Edom southward, and to his sons, the house of Asupim. To Shupim and Hosea, the lots came forth westward with the gate. Shalaketh, by the causeway of the going up, ward against ward. Eastward were six Levites, northward four a day, southward four a day, and toward Aspim two and two. At Parbar westward, four at the causeway, and two at Parbar. These are the divisions of the porters among the sons of Kor, and among the sons of Merari. And of the Levites, Ahijah was over the treasures of the house of God, and over the treasures of the dedicated things. As concerning the sons of Ladan, the sons of the Gershonite Ladan, chief fathers, even of Ladan the Gershonite, were Jehili. The sons of Jehili, Zetham, and Joel his brother, which were over the treasures of the house of the Lord, of the Amorites and the Izzarites and the Hebronites and the Uzilites. And Shubiel was the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, was the ruler of the treasures. And his brethren, by Eleazar, Rahabiah his son, and Jesahiah his son, and Joram his son, and Zikri his son, and Shalometh his son, which Shalometh and his brethren were over all the treasures of the dedicated things which David the king and the chief fathers, the captains over thousands and hundreds, and the captains of the host had dedicated. Out of the spoils won in battle did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord. And all that Samuel the seer, and Saul the son of Cush, and Abner the son of Ner, and Joab the son of Zeruiah had dedicated. And whosoever had dedicated anything, it was under the hands of Shalometh and of his brethren, of the Izzarites, 
Chananiah and his sons were for the outward business over Israel, for officers and judges. And of the Hebronites, Hashabiah and his brethren, men of valor, a thousand and seven hundred, were officers among them of Israel on this side Jordan, westward, in all the business of the Lord and in the service of the king. Among the Hebronites was Jeriah the chief, even among the Hebronites, according to the generations of his fathers. In the fortieth year of the reign of David, they were sought for, and there were found among them mighty men of valor at Jezer of Gilead. And his brethren, men of valor, were two thousand and seven hundred chief fathers, whom King David made rulers over the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, for every matter pertaining to God and affairs of the king. Chapter 27 now the children of Israel, after their number, to wit, the chief fathers and captains of thousands and hundreds, and their officers that served the king in any manner of the courses, which came in and went out month by month throughout all the months of the year, of every course were twenty and four thousand. Over the first course for the first month was Jeshobim, the son of Zabdiel, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. Of the children of Perez was the chief of all the captains of the host for the first month, and over the course of the second month was Dodai and Aohite, and of his course was Mikloth, also the ruler, and in his course likewise were twenty and four thousand. The third captain of the host for the third month was Beniah, the son of Jehodia, a chief priest, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. This is that Benaiah who is mighty among the thirty and above the thirty, and in his course was Amazabed, his son. The fourth captain for the fourth month was Asahel, the brother of Joab, and Zebediah, his son after him, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The fifth captain for the fifth month was Shemhuth, the Israelite, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The sixth captain for the sixth month was Ira, the son of Ikish, the Tekite, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The seventh captain for the seventh month was Helez, the Pelonite, of the children of Ephraim, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The eighth captain for the eighth month was Sibachai, the Hushathite, of the Zarhites, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The ninth captain for the ninth month was Abazur, the Ethethite, of the Benjamites, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The tenth captain for the tenth month was Mahari, the, Neth, the Netophathite of the Zarites, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The eleventh captain for the eleventh month was Beniah, the Parathenite of the children of Ephraim, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. The twelfth captain for the twelfth month was Heldai, the Netophathite of Othniel, and in his course were twenty and four thousand. Furthermore, over the tribes of Israel, the ruler of the Reubenites was Elazar, the son of Zikri, of the Simeonites, Shephatiah, the son of Machah, of the Levites, Hashabiah, the son of Kemuel, of the Aaronites, Zadok, of Judah, Elihu, one of the brethren of David, of Issachar, Omri, the son of Michael, of Zebulon, Ishmaiah, the son of Obadiah, of Naphtali, Jeremoth, the son of Azrael, of the children of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Aziah, of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joel, the son of Padiah, of the half-tribe of Manasseh and Gilead, 
Edo, the son of Zechariah, of Benjamin, Jaziel, the son of Abner, of Dan, Azrael, the son of Jeroham. These were the princes of the tribes of Israel. But David took not the number of them from 20 years old and under, because the Lord had said he would increase Israel like to the stars of the heavens. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, began to number, but he finished not, because there fell wrath for it against Israel. Neither was the number put in the account of the chronicles of King David. And over the king's treasure was Asmaveth, the son of Adiel, and over the storehouses in the fields and the cities and in the villages and in the castles was Jehonathan, the son of Uzziah. And over them that did the work of the field for the tillage of the ground was Ezri, the son of Chelub. And over the vineyards was Shimei, the, Rath- the Ramathite. Over the increase of the vineyards for the wine cellars was Zabdi, the Shifmite. And over the olive trees and the sycamore trees that were in the low plains was Baal, Hanan, the Gedarite. And over the cellars of oils was Joash. And over the herds that fed in Sharon was Shitri, the Sharonite. And over the herds that were in the valleys was Shaphat, the son of Adali. Over the camels also was Obiel, the Ishmaelite. And over the asses was Jedahiah, the Maranathite. And over the flocks was Jaziz, the Hagarite. All these were the rulers of the substance, which was King David's. Also, Jonathan, David's uncle, was a counselor, a wise man, and a scribe. And Jehiel, the son of Hokmani, was with the king's son. And Athaphiel was the king's counselor. And Hushai, the archite, was the king's companion. And after Athaphiel was Je- Jehodiah, the son of Benaiah, and Abathar. And the general of the king's army was Joab. Chapter 28. And David assembled all the princes of Israel, the princes of the tribes, and the captains of the companies that ministered to the king by course, and the captains over the thousands, and the captains over the hundreds, and the stewards over all the substance and possession of the king, and of his sons with the officers, and with the mighty men, and with all the valiant men unto Jerusalem. Then David the king stood up upon his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren, my people. As for me, I had in mine heart to build an house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God, and had made ready for the building. But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build any house for my name, because thou hast been a man of war and hast shed blood. Howbeit the Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he hath chosen Judah to be the ruler, and of the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he liked me to make me king over all Israel. And of all my sons, for the Lord hath given me many sons, he hath chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said unto me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever, if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now, therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God, that ye may possess this good land, and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. And now, Solomon, my son, know thou 
the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen thee to build an house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch, and of the houses thereof, and of the treasuries thereof, and of the upper chambers thereof, and of the inner parlors thereof, and of the place of the mercy seat, and the pattern of all that he had by the Spirit, of the courts of the house of the Lord, and of all the chambers round about, of the treasuries of the house of God, and of the treasuries of the dedicated things. Also for the courses of the priests and the Levites, and for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and for all the vessels of service in the house of the Lord. He gave of gold by weight for things of gold, for all instruments of all manner of service, silver also for all instruments of silver by weight, for all instruments of every kind of service, even the weight for the candlesticks of gold, and for their lamps of gold by weight for every candlestick, and for the lamps thereof, and for the candlesticks of silver by weight, both for the candlestick and also for the lamps thereof, according to the use of every candlestick. And by weight he gave gold for the tables of showbread for every table, and likewise silver for the tables of silver. Also pure gold for the flesh hooks and the bowls and the cups, and for the golden basins he gave gold by weight for every basin, and likewise silver by weight for every basin of silver. And for the altar of incense, refined gold by weight, and gold for the pattern of the chariot of cherubims that spread out their wings and covered the ark of the covenant of the Lord. All this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me, even all the works of this pattern. And David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed for the Lord God, even my God will be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And behold, the courses of the priests and the Levites, even they shall be with thee for all the service of the house of God. And there shall be with thee for all manner of workmanship, every willing, skillful man for any manner of service. Also the princes and all the people will be holy at thy commandment. Chapter 29. Furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom God alone hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great, for the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God, the gold for things to be made of gold, and the silver for things of silver, and the brass for things of brass, the iron for things of iron, and wood for things of wood, onyx stones, and stones to be set, glistering stones, and of diverse colors, and all manners of precious stones, and marble stones in abundance." Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of mine own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, even 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver, to overlay the walls of the houses withal, the gold for the things of gold, and the silver for the things of silver, and for all manner of work to be made by the hands of artificers. And who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? Then the chief of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel, and the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the rulers of the king's work, 
offered willingly and gave for the service of the house of God of gold, 5,000 talents and 10,000 drams and of silver, 10,000 talents and of brass, 18,000 talents and 100,000 talents of iron. And they with whom precious stones were found gave them to the treasure of the house of the Lord by the hand of Jehiel, the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced for that they offered willingly because with perfect heart, they offered willingly to the Lord. And David, the king also rejoiced with great joy. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, blessed be thou Lord God of Israel, our father forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own we have given thee. For we are strangers before thee and sojourners as were all our fathers. Our days on the earth are as a shadow and there is none abiding. O Lord, our God, all the store that we have prepared to build thee and house for thine holy name cometh of thine hand and is all thine own. I know also, my God, that thou triest the heart and hast pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of mine heart, I willingly offered all these things. And now have I seen with joy thy people, which are present here, to offer willingly unto thee. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts of the hearts of thy people, and prepare their heart unto thee. And give unto Solomon, my son, a perfect heart to keep thy commandments, thy testimonies and thy statutes, and to do all these things and to build the palace for the which I have made provision. And David said to all the congregation, now bless the Lord your God. And all the congregation blessed the Lord God of their fathers and bowed down their heads and worshiped the Lord and the king. And they sacrificed sacrifices unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings unto the Lord. On the morrow after that day, even a thousand bullocks, a thousand rams, and a thousand lambs, with their drink offerings and sacrifices in abundance for all Israel, and did eat and drink before the Lord on that day with great gladness. And they made Solomon the son of David king the second time, and anointed him unto the Lord to be the chief governor, and Zadok to be priest. Then Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord as king instead of David his father, and prospered. And all Israel obeyed him, and all the princes, and the mighty men, and all the sons likewise of King David submitted themselves unto Solomon the king. And the Lord magnified Solomon exceedingly in the sight of all Israel, and bestowed upon him such royal majesty as had not been on any king before him in Israel. Thus David the son of Jesse reigned over all Israel. And the time that he reigned over Israel was forty years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and thirty and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. And he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his stead. Now the acts of David the king, first and last, behold, 
They are written in the book of Samuel the seer, and in the book of Nathan the prophet, and in the book of Gad the seer, with all his reign and his might, and the times that went over him and over Israel, and over all the kingdoms of the countries. And that concludes chapter 29 and the second book of the Chronicles. I'm sorry, the first book of the Chronicles. Tomorrow we will start on the second book of the Chronicles, which I think is primarily about Solomon. And look at that. We have a little bit of time left here. So I'll tell you what. Let's watch the next uh, video in Brother Matt's series. So there we go. Brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to share with you today is from November 26th, 2023. Uh, if you are new to this channel, I strongly encourage you to check out the other videos that I posted uh, since I started posting these things in August. What I do here is I uh, just read for you what the Lord has given me uh, exactly as he's given it to me. I don't add any explanation or interpretation or anything to it. I just I just read what I've been given. I declare what I've been told to declare. And uh, so in just a few minutes, I will uh, read that to you guys. Uh, for everybody here in the U.S., I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I know we enjoyed a, a couple of good days uh, out of town, staying with some friends, which was really good and restful for us. And I hope uh, you've experienced some good rest also. Um, I'm thankful as always for everybody here on the channel, for those of you who've subscribed and uh, for those of you that like and comment on everything, I do encourage you to put prayer requests in the comments. Um, you're welcome to do that. I know I pray for those requests, and I know many others on the channel uh, do as well. And so um, so I encourage you to do that. Also, if you have uh, reflections or, or comments or testimonies that you want to share, I welcome you to share those in the comments as well. Um, you're, you're always welcome to share uh, how this speaks to you or how you are reflecting upon it. Um, you know, there's some things that the Lord gives me that, um, you know, I can't, I can't exactly explain or verify maybe what uh, someone thinks that it means, or, uh, you know, I, I mean, I could have my own speculation, but I don't want to share anything or say anything to you. That's not what the Lord has, has given me to share. Um, so I try to keep it specifically to what he has told me to share. And, um, but I am welcome, welcoming you to put your reflections and things in the comments. You're absolutely uh, welcome to do that. So uh, having said all of those things, um, I'm going to go ahead and read November 26, 2023. And uh, this is what it says. I, the Lord, have reserved you. I have set you apart for this time. Therefore, listen to me. And um, here I saw a, a vision, an image of a figure walking in a thick cloud, like uh, like enveloped in a thick, heavy cloud. I saw the shadow of a figure walking through something like a fog, thick cloud. And then the Lord continued. And the Lord said, I am the cloud by day and the fire who guides you by night. If you would journey with me, strive with me, walk with me, then I lead and you follow. 
I have promised, sorry, I have promised you never to leave you nor forsake you, for I am the faithful one. Even when you are unfaithful, if you would strive with me, then go as I lead and do not depart from my path. I will keep you in the shadow of my wing. In my hand, you are safe. But if you depart from my covering, my hand will not go with you. I have called you as co-laborers and as stewards. Therefore, O steward, be faithful to me. For you know not the hour of your master's return. I have set a path before you. Only walk in it. Follow as I lead you, for I will be your guide. Do not be discouraged. Be of good cheer, for I have appointed good things and a great work for you. Finish the work. When I bring you out from exile, then you will know it was by my hand alone. There is a path. I have raised up a road for you. Only be patient. Wait for me. Watch for me. For I will set your feet to move on the day of moving. But until that day, you shall remain steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Stand firm. Be planted until the day. The one that makes the Lord his trust shall never be disappointed. I was with you in the desert, on the mountain, in the wilderness, on the heights. I am with you in the valley, through the depths. I will never leave you, nor shall I forsake my chosen ones. But my people forsake me. They are the ones who turn aside. They are the ones who stiffen their necks and set their faces against me. As their fathers and their mothers grumbled in the wilderness, still they grumble today. They reject my provision. They ask for a sign and ignore the sign that has already been given unto them. They stumble in the darkness, begging blind, without sight. No hand would guide them, for they take their counsel among themselves, and they reject the counsel of the Lord. My hand is not far from them, and yet they would slap it away. In their pride, they have turned their faces from me and set their feet to paths I have not raised for them. Do not be like them, O people. O my servant, make me your counsel. Make me your hope. Follow after me, for I will be your guide. And so at this point, um, there's some other stuff that I said or just kind of um, saw or had a vision of. And uh, so I said uh, here, 
it will be like the Exodus on the day you are released. On that day, they ate their meals standing up and they kept their sandals on. They had their staff by the door and they had their cloaks on. They were ready for the word. And when the word came immediately, they left. They did not go back for anything. And then the word continued. On the day of release, I will set feet to moving. It will be swift. It will be sudden. Therefore, you must remain ready to go. Ready to go. And then, and then I continued and said, um, this is why he has said two women grinding at the mill and one will be taken and one will be left. Do you think that the one that was taken looked back to the unfinished work at the mill. And then the Lord continues again. On the day of release, the unfinished things will be left unfinished. Do not become so attached that you are unwilling to leave on the day of your release, on the day that I call you to myself. Stay ready. Cling not to these earthly things, but rather put your hope on the things above, where the flower does not fade, where the light never grows dim. And then finally, the Lord said, release these things and do not hold them. O you servants of the Lord, what has been disclosed to you, you may disclose. So, uh, so that's the end of the word for uh, November. 26th, 2023. And uh, brothers and sisters, as always, I'm grateful for you. And um, I will look forward to uh, being with you again sometime soon. God bless you. Take Thank you, Brother Matt. That was actually exactly the message that I needed to hear. Now I feel a lot better. I don't know about y'all. The Lord doesn't work in such mysterious ways anymore. Ask and you shall receive is a real thing. Do y'all have your go bags ready? It's a serious question. Are you ready to go? Stand fast. When the time comes, do not run, do not panic. Set your feet as a stone, my child, for those who scurry shall surely be consumed. Stand fast until you see the pillar of fire. Then you move. We've already been told what the release is. When we go, when we see the pillar of fire. Be ready for that day because it is coming soon. We don't have cloaks and staffs. We have go bags and coats and guns. Are you ready? Are you ready to go when the Lord calls you? So, with that being said,
Liana's coming up next. The Liana Wilbert show all day. She has changed her lineup around a little bit. So we're starting with uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, which is a lot of fun. Predictive programming show from the 70s. And then Justin's old shows, Cannabis and Combat, the next one up. And then Liana. So come and join us all day for that. Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show of the Patriot Party podcast. And like I said, I'm going to work on something to get a replay this evening. This show will replay at 9 p.m. I was a little late yesterday. I was trying to figure out why it wouldn't let me schedule the other ones, but um, now I know. So this show will replay at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. And then uh, probably yesterday's shows, Liana's show and the Patriot Party podcast will replay after that. So I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed day and that you stay safe and secure in the shadow of God's wing. Do not, do not go off your path. Don't look to the right or the left. Keep going forward. Keep moving forward because there is no end. So I hope God keeps you all safe and secure until he returns for us. So have a wonderful, blessed day. And I'll see you all on the flip side. Baby, chill, don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming Cue for heaven's sake, violence that they demonstrate Instigate and penetrate the values of our country And our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls One of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent One day I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you Just digest it Suspected something's going on But chose to just neglect it 
Deflected by some breaking news Oh, we just accept it Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective Don't question their objective But I got a lot of questions How these kids molested but nobody's been arrested Read it in the testament These children are protected So I'm fighting all these terrorists Both foreign and domestic Refuse to be directed Blind, not a sheep Only kneel to my God So I'm dying on my feet uh, Silence when we speak But there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches I can't take it on the cheek uh, Drink from a glass half full I'm optimistic People are sadistic So vicious and malicious Praying for assistance To overcome my position Or I'm gonna start resisting And then I pray for forgiveness This puppet show stays on because of you